Welcome to Food Safety University and this week's podcast. Today we are covering uh, the second in our series, Money Mindset for Food Business CEOs, putting together your money team. Get your paper and pen out because again, let's take some notes. Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele of Dirigo Food Safety. Tune in to learn food safety in plain English. We will break down the ins and outs of the food code, HACCP plans, you name it. We make food safety simple, easy, and even fun. Now here is your host, Dr. P. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome to this week's podcast. I am super excited to be here. We have lots of fun and exciting things going on at Dirgo Food Safety. Um, summer is here, and as I am recording this, um, it's just below, uh, before July 4th weekend, and praise be, the weather is clearing up. Not going to be too hot, <laughs> uh, but we're going to have some sunshines. We're going to be able to spend lots of time at our HOA pool, and I am super excited. I'm also going on vacation, and I get to see my brother and my mom and my nieces and nephews and sister-in-law, and we are just going to have a super, super great time. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. I'm also very excited about how much everybody is getting out of Food Safety University. Um, and uh, you know where to go if you want to, frankly, get the best course on the internet to get your training and HACCP uh, certified training in plant management and all the documentation you could ever possibly need uh, to run a plant. Uh, and that community is a uh, freaking amazing. And if you are a member of the community, I just want to um, let you know, and this should be going out in our, you know, like in our monthly beginning emails, uh, office hours for the Food Safety University community will be on uh, the first and third Wednesday of the month because I am going on vacation for the second Wednesday. So, and I didn't really want to do it on the third and fourth. So I'm going to be doing office hours next week. Uh, we've changed those office hours to 3.30 so more people can come, which is pretty awesome. And I'm looking forward to covering a lot of really awesome stuff. Bring your questions. You have access to office hours if you have ever taken a certified course with me. And so if you're not getting those emails, just drop a line to info at dirigofoodsafety.com and we'll go check uh, like, you know, like your certifications and stuff like that just to verify you. And then we'll put you on the list uh, for coming to office hours. It's one of the perks of working with me. You get to work with me forever. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm super excited about this podcast series. And we are, of course, talking about money mindset this summer because there's just really so much to cover. <laughs> and because we have a process about how we do everything around here, you know, we follow my six step process. Last week I introduced this, I covered what those six steps are uh, and how we're going to be going about things this summer. And today we're going to be taking that first step, which is to identify your team. So 
form your team is the first step of how I do anything, whether it's my family team uh, to solve a problem or a HACCP team to solve a problem or my own financial team um, with whom I am meeting this afternoon. So good day to be doing this podcast. Um, so the team that you have around your finances, first thing I want I want you to know is, is that like this does not actually mean you're going to be spending lots of time in meetings. Having a team, I would like to just dispel the notion, is a mental construct. It is not a set of meetings and who has to be at the meetings. Okay, having a team and whether or not people feel a part of your team uh, is one of the best things that you can look at when you're looking at creating uh, the money mindset that you want to have, that there is a team of people helping you create uh, the money that you want in your life, helping you to make the transformation and to uh, understand that payment for your product is a portal to the trans uh, transformation that your product provides. I don't care if like all, you know, like quote, all you do um, is make cheese or beef jerky or, you know, slaughter animals for a living. That's a, like a big deal, right? And stewarding your money and creating the money that you want in the world is a team effort and it's worth doing with a team and it's worth doing well. Okay. And so when we look at a team for creating your money, that team, as I have identified it, in addition to, you know, you as the CEO um, or you who, whoever is like truly in charge, the buck stops here with the P&L and the balance sheet. That's who, um, that's, that's, that's the head of the, the, the money team. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when we're talking about a business, right, there are other people on the internal money team. Okay. And I'm going to start with the less obvious internal people first. Okay. And because I believe in transparency of books and I practice transparency of books, I believe that two of the less obvious people on the internal, like on the internal side are the admin and whoever does the administration, okay? The secretary, the whatever, okay, in the organization because he or she... One, we'll take the notes during the meeting and act as the repository of the record. And that's incredibly important. Okay. What decisions did you make? Um, and what was the discussion around decisions? Okay. So that's, that's, that's the first thing is, you know, the admin needs to be part of the money, money discussions. Okay. Next, you probably have internal people who are doing finance. That may or may not be you. Um, if finance is your thing, knock your socks off um, and keep keep on keeping on. But if finance is not your thing, um, it's a really good use of your money to offload that to somebody who it is their thing. Uh, okay. So if you have somebody in doing internal projections and that sort of stuff on um 
on your finances and your cash flows and all of that sort of stuff. They're definitely on your money team. Now that may be you right now. If it isn't you, um, or if you are not doing that, uh, drop us a line and I will put you in touch with Kitchen Table Consultants. You've heard Ted on the podcast before. That's who we send people to for that sort of work. Okay. You've got to have some level of CFOing. All right. That's kind of what that work looks like. Right. Then the next, uh, like probably the least obvious one is when it comes to finance conversations, one of the best people to have as part of the finance conversations are the shipping and receiving. Okay. Clerks, right? Generally people look at shipping and receiving clerks and are like, oh my God, you know, those are, those are some of the less experienced people. They're some of the less, um, I have been in places where that's the starting job is in shipping and receiving. Um, and what I would say is that that may be true. Um, and maybe, you know, you don't put the brand new people on your finance team. I'm not going to lie. Uh, don't do that. But if you have an experienced person who works somewhere in shipping and receiving, they know everything that's coming in and going out of your plant. And that is invaluable financial information. Okay. Because they, if you talk to them and if you bring them in to the conversation around keeping their eyes peeled for how the money flows, that's going to be an amazing level of data for you to understand how your facility functions. Those people put, you put an observant person in shipping and receiving and their job pays for themselves. I'm not going to lie. Okay. And so I think they go on finance teams or experienced people go on finance teams because they know so much about your facility and they know so much, like for example, stuff that comes in and, or, or never goes out because it's been put on QA hold, right? Very often shipping and receiving will have that come up on their ship queue and then they'll go back and they'll say, okay, I need this lot so that I can, I can put it on the truck. And it'd be like, oh no, that's on QA hold. Well, my friends, um, what if it looks like they, what if, what if you could, um, work with them to understand the time, money, and effort that is wasted um, when that stuff happens or the time, money, and effort that is wasted um, when you have to receive back stuff that's uh, out of spec uh, that's already shipped or things that come in um, that are that are out of spec, right? That you would otherwise receive if you're shipping and receiving clerk didn't have situational awareness as to the money conversation in your facility. Okay. Try that on for size. Um, all right. Find the right person and it will give you a level of insight into your facility that will help you make more money. Um, right. And that's really kind of what we're about here. Right. Is making the, making the profit and paying yourselves and, and making the business that, that you were meant to make. Okay. So that's the internal team. So we're looking at three to four people on your internal team 
to create uh, your, your internal team for money conversations. These folks are going to be meeting pretty regularly to understand what's going on with the books, what the budgeting process looks like, how we're proactively budgeting, how we're reactively looking behind us and seeing what's next. Um, and creating a new, uh, and, and, and creating the day-to-day, -day, I guess it's the day-to-day -day money mindset of how we approach our money. These are the team leads on that. And they're the ones that um, can create a sense of financial safety in the facility, which is pretty amazing, okay? Next, we have the external people on the team, okay? These ones are generally more obvious. With the companies that I work with, most of y'all do not have internal bookkeeping, okay? I don't have an internal bookkeeper. I love my bookkeeper. Her name's Emily. Sorry, she doesn't do food businesses. I've been begging her, and she's like, nope. Um, so... Uh, so you need a bookkeeper. Okay. You need somebody who is going to say, okay, invoice, you know, one, two, three, four, ABCD got sent out and has yet to be paid. Okay. That's, you know, or, or purchase order or whatever, however it is that you do that. Right. And these are the bills we need to pay. You need a bookkeeping system and because I have worked with, actually, I don't think I've worked with one yet this year. So, but the year's still only half over. Um, every year I have been in business, I have um, worked with a client uh, whose business has been on the receiving end of embezzlement. Okay. It is almost to the point where I am like starting to wonder what is it about some of the food businesses that I work with that attracts embezzlers. And one of the things that attracts embezzlers is closed off financial systems. People, lots and lots of secrecy about the bank accounts and who gets paid when and, and all of that sort of stuff. That is a fucking gold mine to an embezzler. Okay. And so what, and the way that generally works is, is that your, your bookkeeper, because it's a lot of the times it's the bookkeeper, creates fake invoices to fake companies and pays your money um, to a fake company. Um, and it generally starts with low amounts of dollars, you know, four or 500 bucks, but four or 500 bucks, you know, every two to three weeks, different varying amounts and things like that. Um, you, I mean, I know people who are in jail to the tune of a million dollars over 10 years. So, okay. Um, it's, it can make a really big difference. And so of course you want to trust your bookkeeper, but that's why you have an internal team is to verify what your bookkeeper is doing. Uh, and that's incredibly important. Uh, okay. So you need an, you need a bookkeeper. All right. But generally bookkeepers don't do your taxes. And in food businesses, the taxes can be pretty complicated. We have lots of equipment and buildings. There's depreciation schedules, amortization schedules, um, lots of different kinds of, of, of taxes and withholdings and um, complicated things that go on with green cards and making sure that everybody's on the up and up, uh, right? Keeping track of the cash. I, I mean, I have people who pay their, you know, like the fishermen that deliver to them in cash. You know, they run these, these are like million dollar lobster processors and they're paying the fishermen in cash. All that shit's got to get taken it, taken, um, into account. Ha 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 ha. Uh, and, um, 
your accountant is the one to do that. All right. Generally in a bigger business, we meet with the bookkeeper once, once a week to every other week. Um, and then the internal, the internal team is definitely meeting every week. All right. About where we are on the budget and where we are on projections. Uh, and then the bookkeeper is every week to every other week, the accountants once a month, um, with generally quarterly planning sessions. Okay. Um, and that is the how guys. All right. That's the how of getting your finances team together. But there's one other person that's incredibly important. And right now I am functioning as that person for you. And that's your money mindset coach. Okay. Now, whether that coaching is coming from me right now during this podcast series over the summer, okay, or another money mindset coach um, or books, lots and lots and lots of good books out there on money mindset, it's incredibly important to create the life that you want to create by practicing your intentional thoughts around money, okay? Teaching those intentional thoughts uh, around money to your internal team, creating a culture of intentional money conversations within your business. Um, and the people who help with that, they're money mindset coaches, okay? Um, and that is changing your thoughts about money, which is what we're doing this summer, by addressing what you think about debt, what you think about paying people and paying for stuff and all those things that I'm covering in the podcast in the coming weeks, can transform the level of personal wealth you have in your life. And while money cannot buy happiness, my friends, and we all know that, so, Boy, does money solve a lot more problems. There is no nobility in poverty, okay? You are just, you know, uh, there. I, I come across so many people who wear it as a badge of honor that they work seven days a week and they, they're not making any money and they think that this, this, this conveys, conveys some level of nobility and it just doesn't, guys. It really just doesn't. It's incredibly off-putting for somebody who might want to buy your business. Uh, it's incredibly off-putting um, for people who you might want to have come work for you. I mean, you know, we're starting this fractional plant manager program. Um, and as I interview people for this job, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is, is what's the culture? Right. I mean, if you're looking at a plant manager to work 60 hours a week and solve all of your problems, we have a long road ahead of us. It's not that we can't do it, but there's a lot of cultural stuff that has to go on. And a lot of that cultural stuff at the root of it is a scarcity mindset around money. And that's a lot of what we're doing this summer when we look at when we look at this this series that I am doing, because you know, whether you think there's an abundancy of money and that there's always more money and that you make money with your mind, or if you are at the effect of other people and their money decisions, whatever you think and choose to think in that is going to set the tone for your company and it's going to set the tone for your life. And if you choose to think that money is, is you know, money is abundant, what harm is there in it? <laughs> okay. You know, I often have this conversation with people and they sit there and they argue with me for limitation. 
But I want to invite you into the idea that there's always more money, that you can make money with your mind, right? And you can make money from who the universe is calling you to be. And that's an amazing thing. And sure, it probably feels different, you know, but it also feels super amazing, okay? And the results that you create from having a money mindset coach, right, is changing the money culture at your facility, The result that you create from having an accountant is super different. That result is having books in order, okay? There are a lot of accountants who'd like to fashion themselves money mindset coaches, and I was working with one, and boy, Nelly, she was not a money mindset coach, okay? So just be super aware of what results you're trying to create. So a bookkeeper, their results have to be an accurate profit and loss, Okay, your shipping and receiving clerk, uh, the results that they're creating is giving you data and helping you synthesize information about what is going on in your facility. Okay, your finance people, the result that they're creating is a broad overall picture, right? And your admin is creating how the hell you made decisions. What were your decisions? So that you can look at the results that you're creating as a company and determine whether or not those are the results that you want. Alrighty, my friends, that's what we got for the podcast. Come check us out at durgofoodsafety.com. Let's book a call. Let's talk about getting you into Food Safety University. Um, If you haven't downloaded our 12 Steps of Passive, go download our 12 Steps of Passive. Again, durgofoodsafety.com. And I will see you next week. Have a week full of awesome guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button and check us out at foodsafetyuniversity.com. We have free food safety guides waiting for you. See you next time.